and the um, perfections, the beautiness that we bring that the world from those mitzvahs. And our final destination over here we saw is Kriyas HaTorah. The Ramchal is describing to us what we're doing for the universe when we have this public practice, this institution of reading the Torah several times a week. And yesterday we discussed about how exactly it works that you can have a mitzvah der Rabban and a rabbinic mitzvah. How can a rabbinic mitzvah, something that was an institution from the sages, um, bring down divine radiance and godliness? God didn't tell us to do this. How is it that a mitzvah der Rabban can make tikkunim the same way a mitzvah der Isa can, Sukkah and Lulav and Ezrik and Shoifer and all the other mitzvahs that we had? So we, that was the subject of yesterday's class, Ayin Shem. So we dealt with that yesterday, how that works. We saw that Chazal are able to tap into and uncover, discover, and resonate with, with the will of, of God, the will of the Torah. And um, there are areas, yes, that were left out of being required and, and, and mandated by the Torah, but are still within the greater scheme of Hashem's plan, Hashem's will, and Hashem's ratzen. The Chazal are able to identify that, and that's how even a, a Dirabon, every Dirabon, every rabbinic enactment and institution is coming from the greater tapestry of the Torah. Chazal have their finger on the pulse. They have that, that sense and that understanding of what's within the Ratzon and therefore it makes, by definition, tikkunim, it's bringing down radiance and guidelines because it's coming from the same place and the same source. Um, so what is Kriyasa Torah all about? That's what we re- remains to be uh, discussed and developed over here as we wrap up the parak. What are we doing with Kriyasa Torah? We, just as uh, as we understood just as much as we had to understand everything else that came before um, this paragraph in this parak, the shoifer, the lulav, the esrig, the afflictions and Yom Kippur. So what is Kriyasatar all bet? When we read Mondays, Thursdays, Shabbos morning, Shabbos afternoon, and on Yom Tov. So says the Ramchal. So let, let's see again. Maybe we'll go back to the second line in. There's two different categories of Torah reading that we do. Publicly, what are the two categories? What's the breakdown? Ha'achas kriyas sefer ha'toyro ala seder atumai. Category number one is the 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 cycle that we have. At once a week, we advance one more parsha, and at the end of the entire year, we cycle through the entirety of the Torah, and we go through all the five books from Genesis all the way through Deuteronomy on a yearly basis. So that's one aspect, one category of Kriyasa Torah, the fact that we have a cycle rotation um, that we're always going one step at a time, one part at a time, from beginning to end, and then back to the beginning there, again. There's two this week, though. It's, this week is a double part, that's right, and sometimes and to, accommodate all, to accommodate, Arthur is exactly correct, all the parshias into all the weeks of the year. Sometimes we have more parshias than weeks, sometimes we have more weeks than parshias, Right? Depends if it's a Jewish leap year or not. Um, this is one of those years where we have more parashiyas than weeks. And yes, this week is going to be a double header, a double double header. It's, it's a long one. Not the longest, but it's pretty, it can be pretty long. Yeah, batten down the hatches, Arthur. That's right. Okay, come with a lot of coffee. So, um, yes, that's one aspect of Kriyasa Torah is, is the yearly cycle of finishing the whole Torah, one, one shabbos at a time. Um, and we repeat, we, reci- we cycle again, we repeat the cycle, we repeat the cycle. Every year we go through the cycle, week, one week at a time. Vashain is the second aspect of Kriyasat Torah. 
Second category is Kriyas Parshias Miyuchadais Bismana Miyuchadim. Special sections that we read at special times. Special sections and selections that are not advancing us in cycling through the whole Torah, but are one-time selections for one-time occasions, which is a separate category in of itself. What's the Ramchal referring to? What are the special selections that we read at special times? Yamtiv. Yamtiv. Fast days. Fast days. The four special weeks of which this week is going to be the last, right? Shkalem, Zacher, Para, and Hachaydesh, right? Special selections and special sections that we read at special times. And is referring to all of the above. Um, what we read on Yamtiv, what we read on the festivals and on holidays and Arish Chaydesh. Um, so that is outside of the cycle, because when you read um, about Amalek, Parsha Zacher, it's okay, we got that covered. Now, when we get up to Amalek in Kiseitse, um, we don't have to read it. No, we have to read it as part of the cycling as part of the yearly cycle. Just because on Pesach we're going to read selections from Parshas Boy, Parshas B'Shalach, Re'i, etc. doesn't mean that when we get to those Parshas, we, we cover that already. Two separate categories, two separate ideas going on over here, and two separate aspects to Kriya Satoira. Now we're going to see that Ramachal is going to address them now one at a time, explain the significance behind each. But again, the two categories of Kriya Satoira are the, the fact that the, the whole part, the whole Torah, the entire Torah from Bereshit to Vizayis Abracha, is distributed, broken up into weekly chunks, and every week we're advancing through the entirety of the Torah. One category, category number two, is special one-time selections that are read for one-time occasions. We read on the festivals, we read on Rishchidosh, etc., which is not part of the yearly rotation. Explains the Ramchal. So what's the, 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 the behind the scenes, behind the... Behind these two categories of Kriya Satoira. Vizet. So this is Ramchal, some mind blowing ideas over here. A whole new insight into Kriya Satoira, whole new insight into public Torah reading, and hopefully it'll allow us to take it a little bit more seriously and appreciate it. And again, like everything else that Ramchal discusses in this parak, we'll do it a little bit better. Do it a little bit better. When we do it a little bit better, we're bringing down muchness. We bring down much muchness. We're going to bring down a lot of muchness from Shemaim, which is what it's all about. And we know how to bring that muchness down. We, we do it better, right? Yeah. So let's see. Much better. The Sefer HaTorah, what's in the Sefer Torah, the, the Torah scroll from Bereshis all the way to Lene Kol Yisrael, from the book of Genesis to the book of Deuteronomy. What's in there is the entirety of what the Rebbein Shalom has given over to Kla Yisrael for us to read. Hoigim. So Hoigim, when the Ramchal says Hoigim, Hoigim means even just merely to read the words. To read the information with just a basic understanding, without even delving into it, without studying it, without without eon. He's talking about Bikiyas. We saw this a long, long time ago. Actually, in the beginning of not that long ago, but longish ago, in the beginning of Chelik Dal, he's talking about. Remember, Chelik Dal was all about Avodah. He talked about mitzvah, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, and he broke Talmud Torah down into Higayin and Haschala. The other remembers that. He used the same word over there also. So when the Ramchal uses the word Higayin, he doesn't mean. Sometimes Higayin is translated as like to meditate. To, to pour over something. Ramchal, when he uses the word higa in a hoiga, hoiga really just means to recite. At best, like a bikiyas type learning, just like um, informational learning, just translation, reading and translation. Not understanding in depth 
not delving into, not analysis. That's what he calls haskala, haskala. And hoigen, igayin is just, just reading the words and translating the words. It's a basic translation, basic understanding. So it says the Ramchal, what's in the Sefer Torah is the totality of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given to us for us to read, for us to recite. And when we recite what's in the written law, in, in the Torah Shebech in the Sefer Torah from beginning to end, that brings godliness down to us and to the world. That illuminates us, that raises us, that brings godliness into us and thereby into the world when we just read the Sefer Torah. We read what's written there. Now, this is as we mentioned all the way in the beginning of the Sefer, as we mentioned in this uh, section in Perik Beis, is what we were just talking about. Um, so the Ramchal is referring to very big ideas that he's established previously, which is that from the properties of Torah the written law, is that the, the writing there has inherent holiness. And it has, has a property that the very words themselves, even without really in-depth understanding, and without really any understanding, the words themselves are words of godliness. The words themselves, the content itself, because they're the words of God. And because there is, so to speak, an aspect of God in those words. God is the one that composed God is the one that arranged all those letters into words and arranged all those words into a Sefer Torah. And, of course, being that they're God's words, the more you, there, there's always more to uncover, more to understand. There's combinations and permutations. There's numerical value. There is Rashi Tevis, Saifei Tevis, and, and, and there's ways of combining and recombining and, and, and translating and, and, and analyzing and making Jerushas, right? Making Talmudic exegesis over there. Yes, all kinds of things to do with that, and that's as, as far as you keep go, it keeps going, and as far as you go correctly and accurately, it's still called Torah, for sure. But the starting point, the building blocks, the words themselves, the words themselves are words that are aspects of, of, of Hashem himself. Hashem composes words. This is Hashem capturing an aspect of his essence, his wisdom, which is one and the same, in letter form in word form. And so that means that when I read that work, I, I just, I, I'm reading those words, those words are, 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 are conferring the holiness of those words onto me. I'm accessing that godliness when I just read those words, even without understanding. And as we explained when we saw this earlier in this chalak, the more I understand, obviously the more I am bonding with those words, the more godliness I'm accessing from those words, the more I'm unlocking from those words, the more I'm bringing into my existence, into the universe from those words, certainly. Um, the amount of radiance and perfection and harmony increases directly proportionate to the amount that I'm actually understanding and learning, but even on a basic bare-bones level, I don't have anything, I don't understand anything, I'm just, I just know how to read the letters and read the words. I'm already touching radiance, divine radiance and godliness. Now, flipping all that around, Tarshah the written law, the Sefer Torah, from Bereshit Bar Lakim to La'enei Chal Yisrael, is a closed work. It's closed. What do you mean it's closed? 
It means it's fixed. It's established. You can't add to it. You can't subtract from it. Baltaisif and Baltigra, that's it. It is what it is. And it's precise, concise, and and it, 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 it we don't have the ability to tamper, change, augment, or 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 detract from it. And this is what what puts Tarsha Bhiksav in sharp contrast to Tarsha Bapet. Tarsha Bapet is all about the, the oral law. The analysis and the understanding is all about our involvement. It's all about our, you know, personal uh, contribution and understanding, and how we make sense of it, and how we apply it, and how we analyze it. That's all what Tarsha Balpez is all about. Us, the us being involved, and Tarsha Balpez is very much the opposite. There's no room for our involvement, and when we try to get involved, we're actually corrupting Tarsha Balpez. We're corrupting it when we try to get involved. And it's, it's very precise, meticulously arranged. Some letters have extra, some words have extra letters, some are missing letters, and again, we, there's no room for us to get involved anywhere in that. Now, the Ramchal is putting all that in a fresh light. If this is the case, Tarsha Bechsav is a closed book, it's fixed, it's immutable and unchangeable, that means it clearly represents, and not just represents, it embodies the totality of what a uh, uh, what what a a yid needs, what a Jew needs to receive that full range of godliness in written form. The Torah is there to give us the opportunity for perfection, for perfecting ourselves and perfecting the world, for bringing our spiritual component in complete line and sync and, and, and sync with our physical component to allow our physical component to be completely raised and elevated by our spiritual component to allow our spiritual and, and physical components working in unison to perfect the entire entirety of the universe and again all that comes from our involvement with with Torah starting with Torah Shebichsav Torah Shebichsav is again the physical the words the black on white um, building blocks of the of, 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 of our Torah that is what allows us to carry it out over here. And if it's fixed, if it's a closed work, it's a closed system, again, by definition, it contains the entirety of what each and every one of us need to carry out our mission, what Klai needs to carry out their mission. And all of Ein Lahaisev, Umimano Ein Ligraya. You can't add, you can't detract. <clears throat> Why? Because by definition, this contains the entirety of what I need to to uh, elevate myself in totality and to elevate the world in totality. Everybody got that? So that's the, the deeper idea that now we're going to be building off of this morning and understanding why it is a Tershah B'chistav is unchangeable, it is immutable. It's the building blocks of everything and it represents the, the totality of, not, not, uh, of Torah, but, the, but what, what does that mean, Torah? The totality of what I need for bringing out my shleimus, my perfection, my completion, and for each and every one of us to bring out their completion, to complete and perfect themselves, to accomplish what we're here for, and bring the total full range of harmony and completion and perfection to this world. If that's the case, says the Ramchal. Now we can bring that back to the institution of Kriyas HaToyro. 
there's Takonis Chacham, that on a yearly basis we have to go through Kol Kula. We have to go through the entire written law from Bereshis to the Zayis HaBrachot, from Bereshis Baralikim to Le'enei Chol Yisrael. Every year we got to go through the whole thing. Why? Now it makes perfect sense. Why? In order to make sure that every Yid is constantly getting this illumination, constantly getting the full range of radiance, the full range of godliness that's contained in that closed work called Tarsh Shabichsav. So make sure we're constantly getting that infusion, constantly getting that access to the radiance in totality. Chazal established that there should be a public recital, publicly reading through um, constantly and consistently the entire Torah from beginning to end in order to make sure that each and every one of us is exposed constantly to that radiance, that's the, the, the full range, the totality of the the influence, input, and kayach of Baruch that's there in the Torah, in order to make sure that we fulfill our missions properly. So said differently, you know, if uh, we need to have a connection, each and every one of us has to have a connection to the basic building blocks of Torah, which are, are there latent in the entirety of Torah Shabbat to make sure we're doing our mission properly. If, if we don't have a full exposure, we're not having full access and full elevation from the fullness of Hashem's radiance. Radiance. We're not going to be able to carry our mission properly. It's like, you know, it's, uh, you know, you got a, someone who wants to do a job, a car mechanic. To become a car mechanic, what do you need? First of all, you need car mechanic hands, Right? It sounds you can develop that over the course of becoming a car mechanic, but you need car mechanic training. Ramosha, Ms. Gavena, a mechanic, yeah. right? Okay, so Arthur was a mechanic. I don't believe so. Yeah. Arthur, you were a mechanic. Jeez, I, I thought you friend. fought. Uh, I thought you flew fighter planes in uh, <laughs> Vietnam. In the service. Yeah. Yeah, I was a uh, crew chief. That's right, the crew chief. Okay, I, was, I didn't realize you were a mechanic as well. Okay. Yeah. All due respect to all our mechanics present. So to be a, ca- a car mechanic, you have to have, you know, you got to get basic training, right? To go through to, to, to the workshop, right? How, how many months of training do you need to be a car mechanic? How many years of training? It's experience. Experience, that's right. School. Training and experience. And school. And, and, and school. school, that's right, and experience. And it's, it's got to be constant experience, right? And it's not just, if you have, you can go to all the school in the world, but if you don't apply that, you're not constantly refreshing, all the things are going to begin to fade away. You only work on Toyotas. You only work on Kias. And you never worked on a um, Volkswagen. They're going to bring a Volkswagen. And you're not going to know what to do with it, right? Or if you only, you know, work on the—I don't know a lot of bad cars—but if you only work on the muffler and the carburetor, right? These are parts of cars, correct? Yeah. And, and and you don't work yeah, on the transmission, right? Them. So for years you only f- do muffler repairs. No, you only do, they don't do carburetor anymore. Okay. Um, uh, what's the thing on the bottom that they, 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 they uh, steal? Oh, catalytic. Catalytic converter. converter. Yes. Right? <laughs> if you only do catalytic converter repairs and carburetor repairs and muffler repairs, but you don't work on transmissions, so you don't have the exposure and, and, and the review over the refreshing, yeah. you're going to be lacking. You're not going to know how to fix a transmission, right? You may have gone to school, you only did it once, and maybe in, 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 in the... In the um, in shop, in the shop, in the school shop, you only worked on a transmission once in your life, and since then you never touched it. So all the schooling in the world is not going to help because you're you you lost that that um, training, right? You lost it. Uh, doctors, doctors have to constantly 
um, practice, practice that's right, and they have to constantly be refreshing their knowledge. They have, you know, a, a good doctor is someone who is going to following up on the latest techniques and going to seminars. To keep their license, they have ongoing education requirements. Exactly, to keep their license, they have ongoing educational requirements, and you don't want to go to a doctor that the last time you opened up a medical book was, was medical school, right? I'm going to stay far away from such a doctor. You know, come to me instead. I do a better job. But, um... <laughs> So that's a, like a dogma muscle. What? No. You killed him right away, not slowly. Exactly, that's right. I'll take you out of your misery quickly. That's right, exactly. That's right. I'll do a quick shot. Um, that's, that's a very good muscle for what the Ramchal is talking about over here. We, we, our training and our workshop is for what we need to accomplish in the world is Torah. And the basic building blocks of information are all there in Torah Shabbat And for us to be empowered and equipped to do that, we have to be, you know, irradiated. We have to be infused with that radiance that's there in Torah Shabbat from beginning to end. And that's our training. And that's our, uh, what, what gives us our license. That's where our license is coming from. That's what, gives, that's what makes us equipped, equipped to do our job down here. And if we only have exposure to the book of Genesis... But not the book of Leviticus, the book of Exodus, not the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers, but not the book of Deuteronomy. We are lacking. We know we can maybe do a, a, a muffler, a carburetor. We can't do the, the transmission. We are lacking in, in our abilities to bring total perfection to the world, to ourselves and to the world. We heard it once. Yeah, but I haven't heard it in 20 years. It's been 20 years since, since I, I was in Shul. For, for the book of Leviticus. So I'm lacking over there, right? I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm stunted in my abilities to be bringing out perfection to this world because I am, I am not uh, currently, excuse me, in possession of my divine radiance in that area. And my actions are going to be lacking because I'm not equipped in that area. And I'm, I'm not accomplishing my mission assignments. Everybody got that? So we need a constant constant exposure to the basic building blocks of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's wisdom that he infuses with, that he gives over to us to allow us to do our job. That's why Chazal were, went masakin to do on a yearly basis to go through Kol Tarkula. So once a year again we get that, we get that, we get that um, ongoing training. Ongoing training and exposure. A beautiful idea. Um, this is in addition to the individual um, recital that it's appropriate for everyone to do. Specifically, Chazal instituted it's to be done publicly. What's the Ramchal referring to? In addition to the private Torah study, he's not referring to first state or second state or night state. He's not referring to coming out to learn with Kailanai. He's referring to Shnai Mikra, actually. He's referring to the fact that on two levels, you, we should be constantly going through the entirety of Kol Tarakula publicly and privately. So it says the Ramchal, there's an idea of a, a privately, a Yid, just going through the parishes every year. That's We know there's, there's an uh, Indian from the Gemara for a Yid to do this on his own. It says the Ramchal, um, there is, uh, uh, beyond that, uh, uh, an idea that it has to be done publicly. And that's the Takhan's Chacham for it to, to be done publicly. And it's clear from the Ramchal that we're getting on a public level is, is greater 
the more powerful that we're getting on a private level. When we do it publicly, we have, we have to have a minion present. The the the, the, the is there with us, and we're reading it from the Sefer Torah itself. That's the part of the Takanas Chachamim. We're reading it from the, the the letters as they're supposed to be written, and in their holiness, the, those letters. The letters have more holiness. The scroll has more holiness. And it's written, it's being read in the minute with the Shechina present. The, the, the Maimed, the setting has more holiness. And that is really what we want to um, keep us recharged, to keep us equipped with our basic training and experience, the public Torah study. And yeah, you're supposed to do it privately also. Um, the Ramchal does give us a half a line about Shnai Mikra. Like, that's what he's alluding to over here, Shnai Mikra. It's just interesting. There's a discussion amongst the Paiskim of Shnai Mikra is obligatory or it's a recommendation. Most of the place can take on that it's actually obligatory. It's a mitzvah. That's what the Gemara seems to say. The implication of the Ramchal is that it's not obligatory, but it's the right thing to do. It's recommended. It's appropriate. The Ramchal says, Ro'i. He says there's an institution of public, story, public Torah study, which is obligatory upon the tzibur. That's a takaras chacham. And he says that's aside from the private Torah study, which is a ro'i, which is appropriate. So it stands from the Ramchal that he doesn't believe that it's a mitzvah. That's just agav, interesting idea there in the Ramchal. And it's also, you know, that by extension, as we're saying, clear that you do get a degree of that constant training and exposure to remain equipped with all the tools that you need to carry out your mission, even from privately going through the parish every week, but the spitz is coming from hearing it in shul. And, and, and from the Ramchal, we see it's, it's, it's important, how important it is for a Jew to strive to be there on Shabbos with a minute to hear the, the parish every single week. If we neglect that, then we are um, letting our knowledge, tools, and equipness go to pat. We're letting it be, we, we're, we're letting it uh, atrophy a little bit. It's getting neglected. It's getting neglected when we fail to come to shul. And even if we say, well, you know, I don't really understand what they're saying in shul. Like, I, I'm hearing the words, but I'm understanding that, again, we see from the Rachel, he's using the lotion of hoiga, higayin. Even if you just hear the words without understanding them, you're getting the words of holiness written on a scroll of holiness in a setting of holiness. You are getting um, infused and with each parsha, an area that corresponds to your soul, to your neshama, it's giving your soul more impairments, even if you don't understand it. Even if you don't understand it. And as we said many times, the more you understand, the more you're getting, certainly, but even without understanding it at all, I'm getting my exposure that I need on a yearly basis to stay fresh, to stay relevant. Okay, everybody got that? Amazing ideas here. Okay, so that's what we get from public Torah study, public Torah reading um, on, on a weekly basis that, that is taking us through the cycle of Kol Tarakula of all the Parshas, Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos. What about the second aspect of Kriya Satyra, says the Ramchal? Okay, well, so he's rapping. When we're constantly cycling through all the Parshas from beginning to end, from beginning to end, year by year, we are constantly reinforcing this Kedush on us. And again, it's like that doctor who has to take those courses every year. It's like the mechanic that has to stay fresh. He has to know, like, I haven't worked on, a, on an Oldsmobile in a while. You know, let me get my hands on an Oldsmobile because I don't want to, I, I have to stay relevant. Okay, so we have to stay relevant as Yidin. We have to stay relevant and empowered and equipped as, as the, as the um, employees of the Rebunyah Shulayim. So we have to have that 
constant experience and exposure every year. In addition to that, there are special times with special readings that are outside of this cycle, Kathi and Yonam, according to the theme of that special day. He's referring to Rishchaydash, as we said, Yamtiv, Atainis, major and minor holidays, where you and, and the, the four special weeks that we have, right? We're ending at the fourth now. So there are one off readings for one off occasions. What you read on Yamtiv and Rishchaydash and everything else like that, that does not factor into the yearly cycle. This is a, sep- a separate category of Kriya Satoira. What's going on over there? What's the Pshat with the Hakaman Pesach? We Pesach. Why don't we just keep going through the, you know, whatever parasha we're up to, right? And we wouldn't have to double anything up. That's right, Arthur? Pesach times Shavu Sukkot. He's knockout Shabbos and left and right, right? Excuse me. Any Shabbos that falls out during a Yom Tiv, we put we, 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 we override the regular um, reading from the the, the, the the weekly cycle, we replace it with the other cycle. So why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? It has to fit in with the Ramchal's approach to what Kriya Satar is there for. So says the Ramchal, It's appropriate, and the Chazal instituted, that we read the parshias that are relevant to the theme and the spirit of that holiday. Why? To conduct and bring down the radiance, the illumination of those special days through the Torah of those days. I find the Torah that in the written law, again, fixed, closed, established, radiance that's there in the written law, I find that Torah of those special days and that facilitates bringing down the holiness of those days. That's a mind-blowing idea. Right there, Rabbi Isai, yeah? There we go. A mind-blowing idea of the day. Through reading the Torah of the festival, on that festival, we are actually enhancing our access to the godliness, the radius of that festival, on that festival. So the entire parak has been discussing, you know, that the shoifer, when we blow up the shoifer, we access the radiance, the godliness of Rosh Hashanah, Lulav and Esrig and the Sukkot, we're accessing and channeling the radiance, the godliness of, 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 of Sukkot, on Sukkot. And in addition to all that, when we read the parshias of Sukkot on Sukkot, we read the parshias of Pesach on Pesach, we read the parshias of Shavuos on Shavuos, we're also accessing and channeling the radiance of those holidays. When we read the Torah on that day. The Torah is the most powerful um, source that we have of godliness, the most powerful powerful source of radiance. And when we turn to the Torah of that festival, we're getting the radiance of that festival at its very source in its most powerful way, the building blocks of, the, of that festival, which are there in the Torah. And that's an amazing idea. So that means on Pesach, Rabbi Yisai, we have this in mind when we come to Shul and we hear them leaning about Pesach, just have in mind when you're hearing Kriyasa Torah that you are harnessing and channeling Receiving and delivering the iris of Pesach. You're getting into the iris of Pesach when you hear the Kriya Satara on Pesach. You're getting the iris of Sukkot. When you hear the Kriya Satara on Sukkot, because you're hearing the Torah of Sukkot, you're making your Sukkot more powerful when you hear the Kriya Satara of Sukkot on Sukkot. Um, yeah, that wraps, that's an amazing idea. That wraps up Periches, and that wraps up this, this paragraph in Periches. I once heard, you know, related to this, an idea the Rav Shimshon Pinkus says, that's, that's how... He says a similar idea um, when it comes to Tarshib al he, he, he says it's not, there, it's not here in the Ramchal, but it's certainly based off of this Ramchal. 
Rav Pinkus used to say that, that if someone, Viter, wants to get into the iris of a yamtiv, you want to access the radiance and channel the radiance more of any particular yamtiv, learn the, the Torah of that yamtiv on your own, like find the Gemara's about that yamtiv. Find the Masechta that's about that yamtiv. And Sukkot learn Masechah Sukkah. And Rosh Hashanah learn Masechah Rosh Hashanah. And Yom Kippur learn Masechah Yuma. And Shavuos, don't learn Masechah Shavuos. Um... Because it's not about shoes. But, um, um, okay, that's just some, that's what we call corny Tamudak humor over there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apologies. But it, but it happens to be. You're not going to find anything about, I mean, a little bit about Korbanus, maybe. But the holiday shoes, you won't find shoes. But you'll find that Mesachas Menachas. You'll find that it's out there. Um, find the Prakim, the Mesachas, that talk about that holiday. Chanukah time. Learn the sugis of Chanukah. There's minig Yisrael to learn the sugis of Chanukah and Chanukah. Purim. We went into Purim learning Maseches Megillah. It's right, Ramosha. And we're still learning Maseches Megillah because we didn't finish yet. But we went into Purim learning Maseches on Purim itself. Well, almost on Purim itself. Sunday night, the night of Tainus Esther, we had the Megillathon over here in Summerton. So that's Ripinka says this idea. It's clearly built off the Ramchal, but the Ramchal just explaining the Takanas Chacham of why Chazal instituted. You have to read the Torah of that Yamta from Teresh Bechsav, which is a beautiful idea from Rapinkas as well. <coughs> there is a Minigis Yisrael. People have, at Rosh Hashanah, people learn the Mishnais of Rosh Hashanah. You know, by every meal, they learn another Perek. Uh, and, and Yom Kippur, people try to learn Mishnais Yuma. Again, that's this idea of accessing the Oiris of that Yamta by learning the Torah of that Yamta. Okay? That wraps up Perek Hashem. Tomorrow morning, Thursday, we begin Perek Tes, which is the last and final Perek of Derech Hashem. We have a seam right around the corner. Everybody stay tuned. We're going to be finishing the entire...